Welcome to Evolve to Succeed, the podcast that brings together business owners, leaders and experts to talk about their business journeys and provide them with invaluable insights and explore the link between personal and business success. I am your host, Warren Munson, founder of Evolve. I've previously founded, grown and successfully exited three businesses in the business services and technology sectors. I have a passion for helping and advising businesses and seeing them succeed. We all know that leading and running a business comes with its own unique joys and challenges and Evolve provides the advice, guidance and support to the business, you and your teams on that journey, be that if you're starting, growing or looking to exit or step away from your business. We do this through our Ignite, Thrive and Optimize programs and services, which includes strategic advice, coaching and mentoring, leadership training, funded business support and so much more. If you want to learn more about Evolve, then please do go to evolveadvisory.co.uk or connect and message me on LinkedIn. For now though, let's just get on with the show. On this week's episode, we explore the amazing journey of John and Mark X. Cronin, the dynamic father-son team behind John's Crazy Socks, a social enterprise with a mission to spread happiness. They bootstrapped their business into the world's largest stock online store with multi-million dollar revenues and won EY's Entrepreneurs of the Year in 2019. What makes their story particularly special is that 27-year-old John has Down syndrome and is constantly challenging preconceptions about differing abilities, amplifying the remarkable achievements that can arise when inclusion takes centre stage. John and Mark's advocacy for inclusion shows in their company's values and in their actions. Over half of their team comprises individuals with differing abilities. As well as this, John and Mark have become influential voices championing diversity, having made two appearances before the US Congress and speeches at the United Nations. And their impact doesn't stop there. Through their Giving Back program, they've raised over $650,000 for charity partners, demonstrating their commitment to making a positive difference. Behind their entrepreneurial success, John and Mark have sought after keynote speakers, TEDx talk veterans and familiar faces on network television in the US. As you'll hear, John's Crazy Socks is a standout example of a business that is driven by its values and principles and a story about the positive impact and enormous good that a business can do both within its community and across the world. Please do enjoy this very inspiring episode. Welcome, John. Welcome, Mark, to the Evolve to Succeed podcast. Hey, Warren. Hi, Warren. Thank you so much. We're glad to be here. We're glad to be speaking to an audience of our fellow entrepreneurs. That is amazing. I'm really excited. Yeah, it's going to be a great conversation. There's so much we're going to cover, I know, during the course of the time I've got with you. But for our listeners, we should probably start with a little bit about your story, the background, and where and how did Crazy Socks, the business, start? Well, let's go back to the fall of 2016. And our story starts in a small log cabin in the woods no no (laughs) it starts in suburban long island outside new york city and where were you i was at hurricane high school i could be uh, at my last year school now john is many things 
But one of the things, John, you have Down syndrome. Yes, I am. So John got to spend a few extra years in school. But now he's last year, and you're trying to figure out, like everybody else, what yeah. comes next. What's next, yeah. And what were you looking at? I look at job program and school. I, I can't find a crap that I do like. No. And that is an unfortunate reality. We know it's true in the U.K. It's mm -hmm. true in the U.S. There are just not enough opportunities for people with different abilities. Yeah. Absolutely. John here. You are a natural entrepreneur. Yes, I am. You didn't see a job you wanted. What did you say? I want to create one. I want to make one. <laughs> and what did you tell me? I told my dad I want a business with him. A nice father and son been together. Which is pretty cool. John that is cool. Business I love it. And, uh, um, I have three sons. Yes, you are. And, and this is one I could work with. Yes, I am. So, Okay. <laughs> We're going to go into business together. Yes. And you know, like you know out there, you know, entrepreneurs have a lot of ideas. Not all of them are good ideas. What was one of your ideas? Well, they made a food truck. I have an idea for the movie called Chef and John Farrow. I eat a neat movie about a father and son buying a food truck. Now, you've eaten at a food truck. Everyone yeah. loves that. We're thinking, what could we make? Where would we put it? I love hot dog, Dad. You do. But we ran into a problem. We can't cook. Yeah, so it wasn't <laughs> a food truck. Slight problem. <laughs> but then, just about seven years ago, right before the U.S. Thanksgiving, John had his eureka moment. Yeah, they did. I want to sell our crazy socks. Why socks? It's fun, it's colorful, it's creative. It always let me be me. I want creative stuff um, my whole life. We used to drive around looking for these socks. So we figured this. If John loved them that much, surely other people would too. And we could find those people. Yeah. See, I, I love crazy socks. Our listeners can't see this now. But I'm just going to show myself. Ah, okay. See? Let's put a little color in your life. Yeah, I love crazy socks too. <laughs> you know, it lets you express who you are. Okay, so you're sitting out there, you're thinking, oh, I start a business, first thing I do is develop my business plan, you know, do the market research, competitive analysis, operational plan, financial forecast. Uh, that's not what we did. We went the lean startup route. Okay. You already had the name. I can name a website. You have so online. Yes. So we set up a, a website on the Shopify platform. Got a little bit of inventory. We were bootstrapping, and uh, you know, we once got asked by a student, "What exactly does bootstrapping mean?" Hmm. It means you have no money, and you've got to make <laughs> do with whatever you have. So the only marketing we did was to set up a Facebook page. And I would take out my cell phone, and we made videos. And who do you think was in those videos? I am. I took my socks. Socks, socks, more socks. And we noticed something. People started sharing those videos. And what day did we open? We opened on Friday, December 9th, 2016. And we didn't know what to expect. But that first day, we got what felt like a flood of orders. We got 42 orders. And most of them were local. So how did we deliver those orders? Our home deliveries, we get red boxes. Got these red boxes, put the socks in the box, looked at it, said it needs something else. So we put in a thank you note from John. 
and some candy. Mm -hmm. And we loaded up the car, drove around, and you knocked on doors delivering socks. Yes, mm -hmm. I did. How the customers respond? Customers loved it, and took a, I took a picture with, uh, I took a picture with me in the socks, and share it on social media. I would I get a spread. We had customers ordering again just to get John to come back to their door. <laughs> and, Brilliant. And you know, you know, there's going to be some, some bumps and some funny things. Uh, there were some nights. We were out after 10 o'clock at night and John's knocking on doors. Just John with your socks. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, so by the end of that month, really two weeks, we had shipped 452 orders. And we knew we had something. We didn't know how big it would grow. We did not know how fast it would grow. But we knew we could grow the business. And um, where's the business got to today? You know, seven years on. Okay, well, how many socks do we have? What's our choice? How many? And we have 4,000 different socks, which means uh, I am the world's largest stock store. Yes, John's Crazy Socks is the world's largest sock store in terms of choice. We're not outselling yeah. Walmart and Target, no. or, or at least not yet. Um, we've now shipped 440,000 packages to 88 different countries. We've been able to create 34 jobs. 22 of those are held by people with different abilities. Um, our Giving Back program has donated over $650,000 uh, to our charity, U.S. dollars to our charity partners, um, and as you like to say, I think it's dying. just getting started. Uh, <laughs> just getting started. That sounds like success to me. And businesses, you know, if we talk about your business journey, that seven years—that's a quick. You've scaled really quickly. What do you think the success has been to lead to that scale? Oh, I think it's a couple of things. One, there's a certain timing. Um, we hit the market at the right time. Two, I think all organizations, you have to know what you're about. Mm. You gotta know why you do, you know, it's Simon Sinek's, you gotta know your why. And mm. we know what we're about. You know, what, what's our mission? I spray happiness. Spreading happiness. And it drives everything we do. We have our five pillars. We know what our values are. And we share that, we create experiences with our customers. So they share, you know, they make it possible for us to hire people with different abilities. They share in that giving back program. They're helping us spread happiness. So at the end of the day, we may be the world's largest sock store, but we're not really a sock store. The socks just become the physical manifestation for the story and the mission. Yeah. And, and that's, what connects us with people and helps us stand out. Because, you know, that business plan, we've gotten around to checking out the competition. And it turns out there's exactly one gazillion sock companies out there. And if all we're doing is selling socks, what do you say? You know, ours are better than yours. I'm not, I'm not smell like yours. I don't smell like yours. But we stand out because of the meaning and the purpose behind the product, the connection with the customer. But underlying that, we've got to have, and this is one of our pillars, you know, we've got to deliver the goods. 
So the socks, you know, have to be great. We have over 30,000 five-star reviews. The website has to be great. The selection, the service. We do same-day shipping. We do better shipping than Amazon. And Jeff Bezos over on Amazon. I, ne- I, I He never put in a looking at candy. Yeah, no thank you, no candy coming from Jeff. Uh, but John does that. Yes. Still, still put thank you notes in, still put candy in. Every package. Um, you know, the candy is kind of a fun story. Uh, when we started, what candy were we putting in? We started 100 cases. So you may not have them in the UK, but, you know, little pieces of chocolate. Everybody yeah, my girls them. love them. When we come to the US, we buy packets of them because they love yeah. them. So I know exactly what they are. You open up the package, you could smell the chocolate. It was great. Until we reached the springtime. And we got the email from the woman in Florida saying, you may not want to send that to the south in warm weather. <laughs> so we moved on to Skittles and, and now it's lollipops, suckers, right. right? And people love it. But it's just part of saying thank you to our customers. Mm, right? It's part of that spreading happiness. So, so think about it. When you get a package from us, well, first, you know, the outside package it's bright colors. You got John's face on it. Yeah. So that's already standing out. You open it up, you get your socks. You get a handwritten note from John. And on the flip side of that is the story of John's crazy socks. You get your candy. On the packing slip, you see the picture and the name of the person who packed your order. So you're not just getting a delivery of socks. You're getting this dose of happiness. Right, this is going to make you feel good. Brilliant! I love it. I love it. I love that that piece about you know the socks are the means to the end. They are there's a strong purpose underlying your business and the principles and what you're looking to achieve, and and therefore the socks are the means to the end. But you know the, even the story about the socks and how that hangs together is just yeah, it, it's just a wonderful story to base a business that has true vision and purpose around it, isn't it? I think you have to know what you're about. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you're chasing, if you're just chasing dollars and cents, you're going to be lost. And don't get me wrong, we want to make money. You know, we like to live indoors. Um, but, and and in fact, that's more sustainable. Mm. Right? And, you know, I here's an example. You know, 2020, we get hit. You know, with the pandemic. Who expected a pandemic? Yeah. Um, and New York, where we were, was very hard hit. So what do you do when the world is shut down and everybody's spread out? Everybody's isolated. Well, first, and we had to take care of our colleagues. Um, many of our colleagues and their families were very vulnerable. So let's make sure everybody's safe. And then you say, okay, how do we adapt? What can we do? So... We give tours. We move those online. We give speaking engagements. You move those online. We make socks. What could we do? We made healthcare superhero socks to say thank you to the frontline workers. And those raised over $50,000 U.S. for the American Nurses Association. But then you also ask, what different, what new opportunities does it create if we know who we are? So, oh, we made masks with our themes on it. But how do you spread happiness if everybody is shut down? Mm. Well, here's one way. 
What do you do every Tuesday afternoon now? Every Tuesday, I hold I hold an online dance party. Dance party every Tuesday. We John started up an online dance party. What better way to spread happiness in a dance party? And we started doing a Facebook Live show that during the pandemic was getting forty thousand people. Um, and I'm wondering, what the heck are they doing with their lives? But it was just a way to connect and make people smile. Now, you could say, what's that got to do with socks? Well, it's got everything to do with spreading happiness. Yeah, absolutely. And, John, I'm really interested to hear, what's it like running a business day to day with your dad? I really like this business. I really like this business over, over, over with my dad. That I, I, I that he uh, become. I uh, he become uh, I, I give me strength, and and uh, he always play with me. And because well, what are some of the things you do on the job? Something I do Yeah. Okay. Um, my job I do. Um, I do videos. I do TikToks. Uh, I I love, I love dancing on TikToks, and I uh. I like helping out of uh, I like helping out picking socks and uh, kebabbing and I like uh, to uh, design socks and I like to podcast and I like to uh, um, I like uh, podcast I like uh, speaking speaking engagement and I like take uh, taking the covers out. You take the garbage out because you're the owner, huh? Yeah, I am the owner. <laughs> you give the tour. You know. Give a tour. Get all the best jobs. <laughs> and, and Mark, you know, you obviously this is a second career for you, a successful individual before this. You know, what's it like starting a business in your later years and, and doing that with your son? This is awesome. And it's one of the things I remind us and remind our colleagues this is a dream we get to make come true. We get to do things the way we dream about running them. If that's how you run a business. That's how you treat your customers. That's how you engage. You know, we, one of the things with John and I, of John has no guile. He's pretty yeah. straightforward. And I am too old to care. This is it. This is who we are. Yeah. Um, this is how we're going to run the business. And it works. But, you know, think about your experience, Warren, of experience out there. I had no background. I spent much of my career in the healthcare field um, and did some technology. Had, you know, started a software company and I'd run political campaigns. But I had no background in retail. I had never run a warehouse before. But now I'm 65 years old and I have spent my entire life preparing for this conversation. Right? Everything we've done has added up to this. And you learn at every step. And that could have been when I was in you know, undergraduate college or graduate school. It could have been at different jobs I've had or businesses I've run. You're learning all the time. You know, it's here's one I, I share with folks. You know, different day and age. It's you know, I I graduated high school in nineteen seventy six. And the first thing I did was hitchhike from New York out to Colorado. And I wound up hitchhiking when I was younger, 
cross country three times around Europe. Car would pull over, truck would pull over, and you got to get in. And I never worry about my safety, but now you got to size up that driver, and you got to find a way to get along. Mm-hmm. That ride could last ten minutes or ten hours, and guess what? You are the entertainment. Will you do that a few hundred times? And you learn a lot of things. Now, when I was doing it, I wasn't saying, "Well, I'm going on a learning experience." It was all a great adventure, right? It all could have been. I had no money, and this is how I got around. But that's what I mean. We learn at every stage of what we're doing. Definitely, definitely. And if we could go on to talk about you know, that piece around inclusion, because as I understand it, if I'm right. You've um, testified twice before the U.S. Congress, right, and you spoke. We do have to add something. We were not subpoenaed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we clarified that. Um, so, yeah, twice before the U.S. Congress, and you've spoken, um, and that, this is online, and I've heard it and seen it at the United Nations. So, I'm really intrigued to know, particularly with the emphasis you've got on, you know, within your business. What do you think needs to be done more around inclusion? And where would you like the inclusion agenda to move over the next 10 years, say? Well, we'll we'll start here, right? John, you have Down syndrome? Yes, I am. What do you say about Down syndrome? I have Down syndrome. Down syndrome. And nothing holds me back. Never holds you back, right? The business has given us a platform. And people will listen to us. If you look at here, we're so grateful you have us on your podcast. That creates an obligation for us to speak up. So that's our, you know, we are five pillars driving a business. The most important one is inspiration. Let's show what people with different abilities can do. So we start with John. You have Down syndrome, but we don't hide you in the back. Yes. You're right up front. Yes, You're the face of the business. Yes, I am. And then it's hiring people, but it's got to be more than that. It's got to let's show what people can do. Mm-hmm. So we've built up a large social media following. We create content all the time. We want people to see John and see our colleagues because showing is better than telling. Mm-hmm. And this will change people's minds. And it's no, you know, the content, there's no broccoli. Nothing your mother says, sit down and eat this. This will be good for you. It's got to be entertaining and engaging. We host tours. We've had more than 2,000 people come to our operation. We host work groups from high schools and social service agencies. We've had more than 1,000 people come through there. Speaking engagements, we've crisscrossed the U.S. and Canada and Mexico. We've done virtual talks in the U.K. and Ireland and Sweden and Belgium and India um, Guyana, uh, the Sudan, yeah. around the world. And then the advocacy work. It's because people will listen that we have to speak up. And, uh, you know, big kind of a big picture. This is true in the U.S. and the U.K. and much of the world. We've made great strides in the medical arena. We could tell you stories. You know, John had open heart surgery before he was three months old. A few years earlier, they weren't doing that operation. We've made great strides in the educational area. But in the U.S., you know, you, you hit that 21-year-old cliff. You turn 21, you're yeah. out of school. 
Mm. And then nothing. No support. And so the big push is jobs, housing, and community. Let people be full citizens and fully engaged. And I used to say, we have to create more jobs. My thinking has evolved. It's not that we have to create more jobs. We have to recognize that people with different abilities can do the current jobs. Mm. There's a big mind shift there, isn't it? That they yeah. are. And, you know, look, we much of what we do here, we run a pick and pack warehouse. Right? Anybody's selling online, you have to fulfill orders. We do it ourselves, we don't outsource it. Over our seven years, you know, what we've hired for our warehouse from three different labor pools. People with different abilities, moms, because it's light lifting. We do we schedule people in four hour shifts so you can come in in the morning, work, you know, put your kid on the bus in the morning, come in, work, go home, pick your kid up after school. And then laborers who want a starting wage of fifteen dollars an hour and uh, get treated well. You know, we do bagel Tuesday, we do stay up lunch Friday. Um, by far the best labor pool are people with different abilities. Mm. They want to be here. They care about what they're doing. They pay attention. What are the results? We do same-day shipping. Our productivity is through the roof. Our error rate is less than 0.2 of 1%. I'll match that against any fulfillment shop in the world. And it's a wonderful experience. But we have to show other employers so, you know, a conversation with another warehouse owner telling me, oh, I can't find people. Where do you get people? And I, I share and I said, we'll help you. She says, oh, Mark, your, yours is different. You know, I work with heavy machinery. Well, John, you cross the parking lot every day. Right. You haven't been hit by a car in weeks. And, you know, it's uh, <laughs> you know, um, nobody no. who hires and truly employs people with different abilities ever looks back. And so that probably leads on to that discussion, isn't there? You've got business owners, business leaders listening to this podcast and hearing the sense in what you say and the benefits it's brought to your business. Where do they really start in terms of creating that inclusive workplace? Because hiring is one thing, isn't it? But how do you create the right environment as well? So the, the first thing, you just have to make the commitment that you want to hire the best possible people. If you exclude a population arbitrarily, you can't do that. So let's say we're going to hire the best possible people, and that could include people with different abilities. Then second, look at your jobs and make sure that you are hiring to match the job. There's a, a, a trend, it's not a trend to call degree inflation out there as an example employers that in their job postings say this particular job need requires a college degree Hmm. yet when you look at the percentage of people in the job that have a college degree it's much smaller than the people saying you need it here's an example from from local the new york city fire department Back in the 70s, uh, the men that ran the fire department said, you know, maybe we ought to hire some women. To get on the fire department, you have to pass a written test. 
And if you score high enough, you get invited to take a physical test. So plenty of women passed the, the written test, but no women could pass the physical test. So the men running in the department said, see, no women are qualified. Until the courts looked closely at that physical test and found it had nothing to do with the job. And when you tailored the physical test, not dumbing it down, tailored the physical test to the job, plenty of women passed. Yeah. You know, at our place, we'll train you to do the job. But if you want to work in our warehouse, you know, our pickers, what do we call our pickers? Sock wranglers. Sock wranglers. You have to pass the sock wrangler test. You have to pick six orders in 20 minutes or less. Show us you can do the job. Yeah. Right? Nothing extraneous. And so that's part of it, of don't ask what you don't need to ask and focus on what people can do. We have some folks here who are nonverbal, but boy, they do great work. You know, here, here's an example. You know, it's not just small businesses like us. There's a small software company out of Redmond, Washington. You've probably heard of them. They're called Microsoft. Well, they're in fierce competition to hire technical people and programmers. They pick their heads up and say, how come we don't hire anybody on the autism spectrum? Because many people on the autism spectrum are great programmers. Mm -hmm. Here's why. Because that person may not look you in the eye in the job interview, may not give you a firm handshake. What the heck does having a firm handshake have to do with writing computer code? So they're pretty smart people at Microsoft. They changed their hiring process. And now they hire lots of people on the autism spectrum. And that gives them a competitive advantage. That's what we want to share with, you know, you're out there, you're running a business. And particularly so many businesses now in the U.S. can't find enough workers. We have a growing labor shortage here. Same in the U.K. Yeah. Happened in the U.K. and across the E.U., well, at the same time, you have this vast untapped pool of resources of people with differing abilities who are ready, willing, and able to work. It doesn't take a genius to say, huh, why don't we tap into that? Yeah, definitely. And the key is, you know, we don't make the moral argument. You know, yes, morally, we should open it to everybody. It'll make you feel better if you go to church or synagogue or the mosque. We make the business argument. It's going to help your business. Mm. Here, I'll give you one other example. Ernst & Young, well, well, now they're called EY, right? They changed name to clarify things. I don't know, they're smarter than me. They have 300,000 employees worldwide. Imagine that. They have a 20% annual turnover rate. It costs them billions of dollars. So let's go to their office in Dublin where they set up a program with Trinity College and they hire people with autism. Once they started doing that, their retention rate went through the roof. Think of the impact that can have if they take it corporate wide. Hmm. And, and it's great because listening to you here, what I love is it, it's not the evangelical piece. It's not the crusade that I'm hearing. It's the practicality and the and the business reasoning that I'm hearing in everything that you're saying. Both, both of you, you know, John and Mark, you, you, it's the logic that's here, and I, and it's really good 
to hear that because I don't think that's said enough, is it? There's quite a lot of campaigning, but campaigning without those practical examples that you're giving, sometimes, you know, business owners then start to kind of resist because they think they're being preached to. It's why we appreciate talking with you and talking with the folks in your audience. You know, you're, you're out there listening to this podcast. You're a business owner. You know, we just want to show. Hmm. We want to show that we succeed because of the people we hire. It, you know, that unified workplace where people work, neurotypicals and people with different abilities work side by side, morale is through the roof. You know, in an age of the big quit here in the U.S., retentions through the roof, people don't leave. Productivity is up. It helps us recruit. People want to work here. We never have trouble filling jobs. Brilliant. I'd like to just have a conversation with you about the causes. So how do you as a company and as a business, you know, raising $650,000, was it? Which is amazing. How do you then choose which causes are you going to support? Well, you know, it, it, you got to go back to your purpose, our mission. What's our mission? I spread happiness. And what do you say the keys to happiness? It gratitude do for others. Gratitude do for others. So from day one, we pledge 5% of our earnings to the Special Olympics. And why the Special Olympics? I am a Special Olympics athlete. John's been participating in Special Olympics for 22 years. Um We'll tell you, without the Special Olympics, there'd be no John's Crazy Socks. So we show our gratitude by giving back there. Then we went on to create products that celebrate causes and raise awareness for those causes. And in, in doing so, raise money for them. So what were the first awareness socks? A Down syndrome awareness socks. Down, and who designed those Down syndrome awareness socks? I did. You did. right? And we called up the National Down Syndrome Society, and said, we're going to sell these socks and we're going to give you money from every pair. And they said, who are you? You know, because you know, we were <laughs> just two guys selling socks. Um, but that's gone on, and now we have a full line of those socks. That becomes part of the customer experience, right? You buy some certain of our socks or anything from us, you know you're supporting the Special Olympics. But you also know that if you buy our Down syndrome socks, you're supporting the National Down Syndrome Society and and our line of autism products. You're supporting the Autism Society of America. We have Pet Rescue Socks, which supports the North Shore Animal League of America. And and we keep adding to that. So it's a way you got to give back. Yeah. Just sell stuff. Right. And it. Oh, there's a larger context here, I think, Warren. Um, back in the 1960s, Milton Friedman, uh, who then was a professor at the University of Chicago, went on to run the, the reserve. He announced that companies, corporations, only had one obligation. They had an obligation to their shareholders and nobody else. And I think things went awry then. Absolutely. So, uh, so untrue. <laughs> but in fact, we have an obligation to all of our stakeholders, to our employees, to our customers, to our community, to the environment, and yes, to our shareholders, our extensive list of shareholders. Right? <laughs> um, the companies that do that survive, they're more resilient, 
and they're more profitable. Yeah. That that's part of it. So yeah. yes, giving back is our second pillar and it's baked into everything we do. It's not a patriarchal model where at the end of the year we sit and say, Oh, how much money do we have and do we decide to give this away? No, it's it's up front. And in fact there have been years where we've lost money, but we've still those donations, that's that's a commitment we make. It's baked into your model, isn't it? And I, and I think that's the thing, isn't it? And I think they, there's a whole movement now, which is right, isn't it? You know, there's the B Corp kind of certification yes. kind of movement. Maybe we'll touch on that in a moment. But this whole thing about capitalism, you know, capitalism can do good. And there's nothing wrong with making money. It's what you do with it that makes the change. And and it's for me, I think it's wider than that or deeper than that. It's about every business's I've ever run or operated, I want to feel like we're part of our community. So it's not just about the giving good causes and all of those things. It's about we actually live live and breathe within a community. And what can we do to support that community as a whole? Yes, we have to be good citizens yeah. in that community. And, you know, it's why I like, I'm talking to you in the audience there. You're an entrepreneur. It's We get to have an impact on the world. You know, a simple thing like hiring people and creating jobs. Well, that's not just one person. That's a whole family. Mm. And then those jobs support the community because people take money and they go and buy things. So entrepreneurs can have a tremendous impact in the world. And what's your thoughts on the B Corp movement? I think it's a good thing because you can certify. Um, I, I think... Our governments are lagging, you know, in the U.S. Mm. You're either a nonprofit or you're a for-profit. That's it. It's a binary yeah. choice. Canada has some public goods corporations. I, I think here in the U.S. we need to broaden those categories. Yeah, And I suppose the B Corp helps those for-profit recognize yes. that they need to be part of the greater good. Yeah. And you have to do, you know, it's more than just saying we're going to give money. It's, you know, it's, it's Special Olympics, for, as an example. Mm-hmm. Well, we have quite a number of Special Olympic athletes working here. Yes. I coach now. I'm coaching again in the Special Olympics, yes, right? Yes, you are. We do a lot to support them, activities. We share those experiences with people. So it's more than just writing a check, even though, and, and this is pretty cool, John has now donated over $135,000 to the Special Olympics, more than any Special Olympic athlete. That's an amazing achievement, John. Thank you. Yeah, you still, on Sunday morning when we have snowshoe practice, you still got to run hard. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no getting out of that. And as we start to wrap up our kind of conversation, where, John, would you like to see Crazy Socks in 10 years from now? Where do you want to go? If we're just getting started, what do you want to do? Um, sell more socks. Sell more socks. <laughs> <laughs> so we we have been growing, expanding. So we have always sold direct to consumers. Now we do sell to other businesses. We've grown our B2B, and that's our fastest growing area, making custom socks for everything from IBM and Microsoft to local attorneys and weddings and bar mitzvahs and we work with a lot of nonprofits. We have a nonprofit we have a charity fundraising program. We're now selling into the uh, wholesale market. 
so stores are starting to carry us. Some of the Hallmark stores are carrying us. We're in 850 Kohl's stores here in the U.S. We want to. We expect that we are going to start selling more than just socks. The more people we reach, the more jobs we can create, the more we can give back. And I see us creating more content. Hmm. In many ways, we're a content company. Of, uh, you know, we've been involved in a couple movies. Yes, we have. Um, and I see us doing more of that. Brilliant. And I always end the podcast with this question, which is, what's your definition of personal success? And probably, if possible, you know, to ask the question of both of you would be good. What's personal success for you? What makes it seem like success? I'll, I'll tell you, you know, we've made a big promise. We've made a promise that you could build a business that has a purpose to spread happiness, that we can employ people with different abilities. Um, we have to fulfill that promise. We can't let people down. For me, there is nothing better than to be here during the holiday season. You know, we're, we're very seasonal, so we do half of our business the holidays. When this place is full of people, you know, the energy, the life, the vitality, and it's like Santa's workshop. You know, that's, that's joy. That's success. What about you, buddy? Um, What's success for you? I feel success that I feel, I feel my dream. Making your dreams come true? To come true. I always have been. Smiles you bring to customers' faces, right? Yeah. John still does home deliveries. You know, yes, we ship around the world, but if we get an order between our office and home, you'll stop it on the way home. I do. I do, I do all the time. Well, not tonight. Where are we going tonight? Bob Dylan. We're going to hear Bob Dylan sing. Debbie. <laughs> Enjoy. It's been great to have you both on the podcast. If people do want to learn more about John's Crazy Socks and about the two of you, where can they go? Where can they go? I, I, you can... Find us at John's Crazy Socks.com. John's Crazy Socks.com. You know, more choice than anybody else. You get great socks, 30,000 five star reviews. You help us employ people with different abilities. You help us give back. Most of all, you help us A spread, happiness. spread happiness. But you can find us on all the social media channels um if somebody wants to get a hold of me you can do it on linkedin um, i'm the only mark x cronin on linkedin i i i you don't want to be smart no i don't want to be smart the other mark Cronins. no we don't we don't <laughs> want to do that <laughs> i i, I smart john cronin no no but you're starting to get known just as john like madonna <laughs> fair <Yeah>. john <laughs> Brilliant, guys. Thank you for being such great guests on the Evolve to Succeed podcast. Thank you. We're glad to be here. The Evolve to Succeed. Right? You like that? Yes, Dad. Thank you, Warren. Thank you, Warren. Thank you for listening to the Evolve to Succeed podcast. My hope with every episode is that you've learned something new or heard something that challenged your way of thinking and further motivated you on your path towards becoming a more knowledgeable, informed, 
and inspired individual and business leader. And don't forget, if you'd like to learn more about Evolve and the services we offer and how we can help you and your business confidently start, grow and exit, then please go to evolveadvisory.co.uk. Please also help and support this podcast by subscribing, liking and giving us a positive review on your favourite listening platform. Thanks for listening and see you next week.